You're listening to the podcast version of Spark TV, a monthly drop of interviews where we have a wine with the world's most inspirational female founders. I'm your host, Danielle Lewis, the CEO and co-founder of Scrunch, a global influencer marketing community, as well as the founder of Spark Founders Program, a global membership for female founders who are ready to grow their business. Our vision for Spark TV is to share founder stories so you might garner inspiration and pick up strategies to shortcut your own success. Before we start, I do have a special request. Press pause and go and get yourself a glass of vino. We've both got one and we want to share it with you. Got it? Amazing. Remember, you can also watch these episodes on our YouTube channel, Spark Founders Program, or you can follow our Instagram account at Spark Founders Program for daily business tips. Now sit back, enjoy the vino, and let's bring a little spark to your business. Amazing. We're here, Casey. Welcome to Spark TV. I'm so excited to have you. Hi, Danielle. It's great to be here. I think this is my first interview for the year. (laughs) Well, I'm honoured that you're spending it with us. That's so good. I came across your story through the social club community. So I went along to the, was it the Christmas event? The Christmas one, yes. Yeah, so you were, uh, I was blown away by your story and your honesty, and I thought we've got to get you on the Spark TV podcast to share with the Spark community, so thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. It was such a great event. I love the social club events, so and yeah, I love spotlight events. They're good. I've always found inspiration in them, so it was, it was really nice to be able to be out there and share my stuff. Yeah. And like such a good vibe, such a good crew of people. I went by myself. I um, am very new to Perth and so knew no one. And everyone was so welcoming, so cool. Like, you know, you guys, the speakers were amazing. But yeah, just the whole event was awesome. Yeah. I love it. I, I love that empowered feeling of heading to things by yourself. Yes. Well, it's a bit scary at first. The aftermath is good. Yes. Oh, so true. Well, look, before we, I feel like you and I, those types of people will just talk all day. So before we get off on a tangent about uh, how good Social Club is, um, let's tell everyone what you do because you have two businesses that you're a part of. Um, Talk to me about what it is. What do you Absolutely. Yes, I do. I have two businesses. Um, One of them has been around for a very long time. I've been a naturopath and naturopathic consultant in clinic, um, my own business for, uh, look, I graduated in 2003, but I would say, you know, there were times there where I've gone and worked for other people, but as a general rule, I've consulted for pretty much the majority of that time period. So been in business from the point of having the old, uh, you know, poster up on the wall with the pin that you pull off the number. That was Oh, my God, I love that. Marketing, so good. <laughs> Marketing 101. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, I still work as a naturopath. I'm still in clinic. I work now from home, which was a decision I made just prior to COVID mm-hmm. um, as our lease was coming up and I uh, was my daughter was at full-time school and I, it was time to sort of make a bit of a shift. I was personally ready for a shift yep. and it was just perfect timing. Until then, I was loving being in the clinic and having that space outside of home. But yep. my husband and I weren't getting a huge amount of time together and it was a, it was a battle, but it was still the right thing at that time. Mm. Um, and then, you know, you get that feeling, right, it's time to pivot. And so that's what, what I yeah. did. I moved the clinic home and 
it's been, you know, wonderful. It's been really wonderful. Not a lot has changed consulting-wise. Um, however, for me personally, it, it made a bit of a shift. Mm. So, yeah, that's number one. And I do that. I work three days a week in clinic. And then uh, we have Tough Rings. And Tough Rings is a business that it's still pretty new in the sense that the last 18 months we've worked really solidly and hard on Tough Rings. And yet we we sort of founded it four years ago. So my mm. husband, sister, and I founded it four years ago. We really didn't do much about it other than let it take up cupboard space <laughs> with the worst website known to mankind. <laughs> Love it. So bad. Now I look back what I know and I'm just like, oh, Casey, that was bad. And we were selling. You've got to. Well, and that's the thing, though. You've got to start. Like, that is the. I actually think that's the best way to do it. If you, because so many people spend so much time trying to get things perfect and polished that they just never launch anything. So I actually like that. I There's a good saying around if you're not embarrassed by your first product or website or whatever, yeah. you've done it too late. You're shipped too yeah. late. So Absolutely. And ours was just horrendous. And so, you know, for those listening, Silicon Rings are a, they're a wedding band and they break under pressure. So the silicon band is, you know, it's designed for people to work with their hands. It's it's mm. not put on your penis. <laughs> Does and that it, happen? Do people mistake it for that? I hope they don't. Okay. But we have had that asked a lot of time. Where does this really go? And oh, like, my God. Your fingers. And um, so it's a safer option and a safer mm. way to go to work and go to site or go to, you know, like if you're a mm. nurse or a police police person mm. I could hear the right words um you you can wear it safely and mm. still honor your marriage because you know like I know at social club you saw me speak about this like Aaron and I aren't hugely um we're not really big wedding people like I, mm. I wasn't bothered if he wore a ring or he didn't wear a ring I hardly wore a ring yeah um, eczema and I, and just a few other things. I'm just not a huge lover. I mean, I love my rings, but I'm just not a big ring wearer. And it doesn't yeah. bother me because I feel 100% confident in my relationship and I know he's mm. going to I trust him. And I've never felt... I've never felt any different as yeah. I as I've said, you know, if I cook the right foods, he'll keep coming home. Exactly, exactly. We know how this works. Yeah. There's beer in the fridge and spaghetti yeah. on the stove. Yeah, absolutely. And he but Aaron loves his wedding ring. Like we, you know, he designed it and he really loves wearing it. And mm. for us, that we're not really hugely wedding in, but it, it does hold that symbol of togetherness. And yeah. Yeah. So we're sitting on the couch one night looking up bangles actually for the clinic mm. a big women's event like empowering women and so on and um talking about libido and all the fun stuff <laughs> get some bangles made to yeah to the people coming so mm. I'm on Alibaba and we're looking up these bangles and Aaron and then we start looking up all the funny things on Alibaba because having a good time is a big big part of our life <laughs> so we, you know, we've got these bangles and my sister's like what about this one and blah, blah, blah. and Aaron's like wow there's my ring because he'd bought a silicon ring from the states and very tentatively bought it because he was like oh I don't know how much it is I don't know how to convert it because he never online shops right he's a yeah very typical bloke and he um he's like oh I don't know is it going to get here in time what if it doesn't fit and he had all these mm. worries and hesitations over buying this ring and then when he saw them on Alibaba it was like a like a little switch around. He said, we should sell these in Australia because 
people would want them. Yeah. Just like me. And I'd rather keep have a bit an Australian business and keep the money and stuff here and make it easier for people. And mm. and that's literally where it started from an wow. couch. And and here we are today, you know, four years later, I've been busting it for a year and a half on tough rings. <laughs> And I'm very, I'm very afraid with silicon rings now. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that! And so cool as well that you know it just started as a solution to your own problem, right? Like you went out, solved it, and found where you could source it by accident, and yeah. kind of that that light bulb moment of we could do this for ourselves. Absolutely, and you know I'm very entrepreneurial. Always have mm. been, you know, from as as a young child. So I love doing stuff like that and um, anything. Mm. To do with the entrepreneurship and so and that always that thought of how can we improve ourselves how can we live our ideal life how can we do you know we're always thinking about that a high value for us is finance and money because mm. it creates security and joy you know yes and and I don't say that money is a high value of mine with any uh, hold back because mm. You know, some people feel like, oh, I don't want to say that. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, you know, they feel nervous or ashamed or embarrassed. Yeah, yeah. To them. But I'm not. Money is super important to me because I can provide really well. I can feel safe and I can take my family on holidays and fulfill my ideal life. Mm. So, um, this is amazing. So talk to me. I mean, because I was going to ask you the question of, so how do you find working with your partner? And and did you say sister or sister-in-law? My sister, yeah. Your sister. So family and husband. Oh, my God. But then as you started to speak about your values, it actually sounds like you guys have got this like on lock that you communicate, that you design your life. Like talk to me about this situation. Yeah, look, I'm definitely the more like full on with designing a life and planning and prepping. Mm. It's definitely my my thing, right? Mm. But Aaron's he's there with me and he's very obliging. But he also, you know, to sit down and have a conversation, big picture, and mm. where are we going? What do we want to do? We are there and we do share similar values. And my definitely my sister as well. And the three of us get along really well. We nice. we get along well. We have again have similar values, and that does make a big difference. Absolutely. I think, you know, we're, we're on the same wavelength. We share some pretty strong, intimate um, values that are the mm. same, like mm. um, in all aspects of life. And, yeah, so it, it could be challenging and there are times where it is, but it definitely helps. Helps you have that foundation. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, it, you know, we have to be respectful of each other for sure. Mm. Um, and I, we also know how to take a little step back if we need a breather. <laughs> Which never hurts, never hurts. So do you have different roles in the business? Do you kind of split things up or is it all hands on deck? Like how does that work? Yeah, we have very defined roles because we have very defined abilities. Nice. So, you know, like Aaron is super particular and meticulous and concentrates and he like he does all the picking and packing and anything mm-hmm. to do with dispatch really. Um, and inventory that type of stuff he's Mm. very good at that whereas that's not my strength at all I'd rather be chatting to you creating the latest picture you know I'm more that marketing PR customer Mm. service um, e-commerce big picture and then my sister is like accounts accounts dollars charts excel spreadsheets 
you know, apply for this, apply for that. That's her thing. And it's it's actually really cut and dry. We don't tend to cross over too much. And that's so good because like that's three super critical parts of the business, right? Like that is like, I don't know how you found two perfect people who you're related to that you can put on a business. This is magical. Yeah, it's really good. It is really good. And so we sort of back each other up from where we're at and um and we cross over, look, I'll help him do orders and things as well, you know. Sometimes mm. we need that little bit of extra hand. And we always do chip in wherever we can help each other. But having very defined roles was an absolute must from the very get-go and it was talked about on the couch that very, very, very first time we even spoke about it. And we said, well, if we're going to do this, we need to have specific roles because the last thing we want to do is be getting a little bit frustrated with each other. So, yeah. yeah, it's uh, it's good. <laughs> it's good. And did you like document all of that? Is it like written down or is it over a glass of wine? Like how formal is the structure? That's Fiona's job. She's very yeah, good. Yeah, nice. <laughs> like, uh, that's somebody else's podcast, thanks. <laughs> Fiona, because Fiona has a background and, and she's Auntie Fee, by the way, mm. she has a background in um, management, business management and works in local government or government she she's very good at those things processes and procedures and in the clinic I have very specific processes and procedures we have like what we call the bible and it you know documents from opening up turning the lights on how to use everything so you know we're already on that wavelength so it's just a matter of Fiona typing it up so yeah we do we have a group Facebook page and a group text message that goes um, stream or feed and that's sort of where everything happens. And we have a Friday night staff meeting. I love it. I love it. <laughs> we all work full time. Like Aaron and Fiona are employed full time, whereas mm-hmm. I work for myself between tough rings and <laughs> in the clinic. Uh, so we we need to have that time, but it's yeah. really the only time we can do it. So Friday nights and whenever we see each other. Um and there is that understanding of it's enough is enough. Like, okay, no more mm. tough rings. Like, it's not tough rings talk now. Hard, yeah. hard to do when you're very excited about your business. Well, and it is interesting. Like, that is a, an interesting dynamic, right, to navigate when you are. And there's plenty of couples who are in business together and do find it difficult to kind of switch off, right? Because if you're the entrepreneurial type, you're right. Things, sometimes things are so exciting. And and also, depending if you do have the different job roles defined, sometimes one person's really excited about what's happening and the other person's not so excited. Yeah. So actually being able to, you know, communicate effectively and saying, okay, time out, this is waiting till tomorrow. Um, And having somebody, a partner in crime that is okay with that is so important. Yeah, communication is key. And and it's something I'm I'm super grateful for that we as a couple, excluding my sister on this one, but as a couple, we've done a lot of work around communication. Mm. And sure, we don't communicate perfectly. Lots of times we balls it up. Actually, probably daily we have balls ups. But Mm. We also know how to navigate out of those very well. And we know how to conflict resolve between us. Um, We know what our triggers are. We know what our, you know, what our wounds are. And we can get get around that. Now, 
that's not something I've ever been taught. It's not something I was taught to do. But what I know is like anything in life, if you want it to work or you want it to be successful, you've got to put in the hard work. You've got to do the training. Mm. And don't wait to have to fix it. Like make yes. it the best before you get to that point. So we've done like personal development. We've done relationship development courses. Um, and that I'm super proud of. Like mm. I, I don't feel shamed or embarrassed to say that we've done oh I'm fucking impressed (laughs) yeah I mean I think it's we're a minority for sure and all marriages have their seasons all relationships and so over those times we've had um plenty of plenty plenty of challenging times but one thing we can do is really communicate and rely on each other and trust each other and know Mm. we know yeah we understand that little bit of difference how we communicate so I'm impressed that you got a man to relationship courses like yeah it wasn't easy (laughs) (laughs) he loved it in the end he said it was you know one of the ones we went to was a whole weekend and Mm. but you know he was sweating and and carrying on before we've left and Mm. by the end of it he said this is in the top three things I've ever done wow that's so cool what are we taught we're only taught what we see right when it comes to our relationships so we only see our parents relationships and they only saw their parents relationships and and um in no disrespect to either of our parents that Mm. they do their best with the resources and what they know of themselves of Mm. their own communication styles and what they've been taught and so we bring that and that knowledge with us and mm. our wounding as children from mm. whatever it may have been into our relationship. And yeah. that means whatever we're doing in life, whether that be working in a business together, parenting, those those patterns and learnt behaviours are, are there driving us and being that cornerstone for decision-making and boundaries and all that stuff. So, yeah, it was really apparent to me that we needed to work on things to have the best marriage and that's what we signed up for right that's that's so good I remember actually so um a previous partner uh, Mm. going to relationship or couples therapy or whatever we call it uh, and it was the first time that that actually resonated with me so Mm. you know I I'm an under communicator in my family we don't talk about anything we sweep it right under the rug (laughs) Much easier under there. Absolutely. <laughs> and just builds up and builds up. Um, and it wasn't until someone facilitated a conversation and asked questions that we would never ask of ourselves that I actually got to understand the person sitting across me or from me. You know, it was I actually never knew half of the stuff that came out of those sessions, even though we'd been together for a decade, because mm-hmm. I just never knew the questions to ask, you know. I was never we ne- I never spoke about those things growing up so didn't know that I should ask those questions in a relationship so actually actively going out there and seeking out whether it's therapy or a course or just education in general I think that's so powerful you know and and you're right like yes we're talking about you know being in business with someone and yes this is a business podcast but it is just so interesting like any relationship in our life takes work. And I love that you said, you know, that's what we signed up for, the actual doing it intentionally. I think that's so cool. Yeah, and, you know, it doesn't matter what type of relationship it is. If if Mm. we actually go, wow, when this happened, it actually triggered this for me and I know my response was from a place of hurt or wound or Mm. sadness or, you know, and I know it actually 
in my right mind, I know what happened wasn't your intent to hurt me. Mm. And, and I take responsibility for my actions and how, how I did this. Can we do this moving forward? You know, like to be able to have a conversation like that, mm. you've got to be taught that. You, you either got yeah. to see it, you have to see it or you've got to talk it through and you've got to learn it and you've got to practice yeah. and practice. And yes. as I said, we, you know, we bicker and carry on and all the rest, like lots of people. But mm. behind closed doors or not always, we can actually, we can do that. We can come back to go, hey, you know what, that was a bit, a bit of a dick move and this is why and da, da, da. we can own our own stuff and, mm. yeah, and so it's key because it doesn't, you know, to be able to do that with a staff member down the track or um, or whoever it might be is, is going to be important. Well, and that's exactly right. So, yeah, we, we you know, we kind of focus on these, um, you know, growing in our own relationships. But mm-hmm. as leaders, if we have team members, we also have to recognize that they're coming to the table with their own stuff yeah. as well. And so sometimes when we look at people's actions on our team and we go, what the, why, what is happening here? You do yeah. have to dig a little deeper sometimes and really seek to understand you know, where people have come from, what they think right and wrong is, you know, and the why behind why they're doing and or acting the way they're doing or acting. Yeah, for sure. You've got to know the why. Mm. It comes down to that for everything. So I guess the way we are and what we do is so intertwined in mm. the message and the mission of, of a ring and having having silicone yes. rings because, you know, yes, it was about him wearing a ring to work and it being safer and all the rest, but we, there's really a deep sense of mm. bringing our marriage and mm. on marriage in yeah so that's I love nice, it actually it feels really nice to be working on something that has a meaning so deep and in clinic it's very similar you know like I love helping people I know that I have the ability to help people and I've loved that for a long time so again it, it feels like it comes from a really good place um mm. For me, and, and that's the right content, content, and, contentment. And how important as well, considering. So, also, I'm seeing um, a few little kids' toys behind you. So, <laughs> you so, there's a family here. This isn't just husband and wife. This is that we have one, two, how many kids have we got here? I, we have one. We have Tilly. She yeah. is just turned eight. And I kept this here because I was like, oh, I just need to clean it up. Because I don't like working in mess. It's funny, mm. I'm a typical Virgo. My car, like you think it's the tip, but mm. my my workspace, I have to have spot on. Mm. Anyway, this is the um, this is the eighth birthday present haul. Love it. <laughs> and she had it on her bed, but it didn't. It uh, she couldn't get in. So I said to her, <laughs> "Put it on my work bed." We've got a couple of days before clinic, and then um, I'll we'll tidy it up and put it away. But that's the reality, and. I thought, no, I'm going to leave it there because that's the reality of working from home, being mm. a entrepreneur, like working with with the ch- with children, is mm. that sometimes we got to adjust and. No, well, and that was going to be my question. So, you know, it really struck me when you said, you know, there are really these deep-seated values behind both businesses, which, you know, I'm kind of thinking if you're managing um, a child and a family and two businesses, A, you've got to have that to keep showing up. But, like, how do you balance it all? How do you do it all? Yeah, and, you know, I think we need to be really clear that the clinic, I don't work it in the same capacity that I have in the past yeah yeah. it was an active choice 
Yes. That was an active choice. I've been a clinician for 20 years, Mm. a naturopath, and it was time for me to take a little step back and Mm. not do it full time because I wanted something different. Yeah. My ideal life looked different. There was, there'd been a shift. So yeah. How did that decision feel though? So that's pretty big going from 20 years doing the same thing, like leveling up, growing that business, and then having to say, time out, I want to change. How was that process? That's it huge. It took a year and a half. <laughs> I, gave, <laughs> I gave myself the space and that was mm-hmm. part of moving home was that I knew there was a, there was a disconnect I knew that that was that was going on. I could feel it, and mm. I wasn't getting the fulfillment all the time like I normally would have. Mm. So I was like, okay, I need to make a shift. But you can't make a change mm. unless you create space. Yes. So I had to create physical, mental, emotional, financial time. I had to create space across the board, mm. but not allow an expectation or mm. um, a rush for that decision to happen. Yes, yeah. I still needed to earn an income. That's yep. 100%. But I had this, um, I've been doing this work for a long time. So there were things that I could say, all right, I don't need to invest my time into that as much or this anymore. I'm going to do it at a different pace, slightly change things up and then see what happens. Mm. So once I'd given myself that space, then I sat down and actually asked a question that I ask all my clients what do you actually love doing when it's wet, raining, you can't get off, the, you don't want to get off the couch because you're cold? Mm. What do you get off that couch for? What will you pick up a phone and have a conversation and not stop talking about? Mm. And I asked myself and I'm like, because those things are what spark joy mm. and they're what spark um like they're what keep you going right yeah yeah that's what your ideal life is so why not if that's what you love and you're passionate about put my time into that so when I asked myself that question other than it being chocolate (laughs) mine's wine that's all I was thinking about wine (laughs) like well I can't really start a chocolate shop that would be dangerous um what is it that I love and I love the marketing I love the marketing side of the clinic and yep. predominantly because it's education for a clinic and service like that, it's it's education. So I like that. I like doing the creative side of things. Yeah. And so when I actually nutted out, okay, that's what I like. And I already nutted out, this is what my ideal life is. These are my non-negotiable things. Mm. Non-negotiable that I will not work full-time in the school holidays. It's non-negotiable. Yeah. I want to be around as much as I can to parent. Mm. I want to parent my own child. Um, I want that experience because I know it's a short period of time in my life. Mm. So it was not, if any form of work or any change would encroach on that, it was a no because it wouldn't be long lasting. I would not feel happy. I would struggle with anxiety. My uh, mental health would deteriorate. So it was a no. So I was like, okay, it has to be something. So it's like a bit of a process. What's your ideal life? What are your non-negotiables? Yeah. And what do you actually get off the couch for? Okay, now we have to work with that. And I was like, well, I've got all these rings in the cupboard and, you know, call it the secret, call it whatever we want to call it. But Mm. we get this massive order of rings from the police dog squad. 
Wow. And I was like, wait, bit of laughing that we thought we were going to get, we were getting done for tax fraud. <laughs> so we hadn't, hadn't done anything fraudulent. We were like, oh, why are the police after us? Anyway, they ordered all these rings. And, mm. I, you know, and it was just this light bulb moment of, you know what, I'm working so hard on my new book for people. Yes. And I'm learning all this e-commerce mm. and I'm wanting to make these changes. Well, I've got these rings that are in high demand and the crappers website and we're doing nothing and they're just sitting there. And I love all the stuff. All the stuff mm. I love doing is required. Wow. Yep. You know, once you create space, guess mm. what comes in? The universe serves, right? It gives you the answer. Yes. There it was. Literally wow. right there in my cupboard. So boom, I started applying what I was learning for the clinic and the book that I'd been writing for people Mm. to use into the rings. Mm. Just add a bit more each week and do a few more hours. Yeah. A few more hours, easier, a few more hours. And here we are, 18 months later and doing very well. That is, like, phenomenal. But I could not agree with you more. The... Giving yourself space Mm. is where it's at. I feel Mm. like, and I'm still guilty 10 years later of being in a business that I just go, oh my God, I've got to do everything on my to-do list. That's the most important thing. I, If I'm not doing, then I'm not working hard enough. But it is in the moments of stopping (laughs) and reflecting. And sometimes for me, that looks like reading a book or um, staring into space. (laughs) Yeah, or, or talking to my partner because he's really good at because he's not see not a business owner but he's high enough up in his workplace that he understands business he can ask the right questions and so he probably knows very little about what I do but just asks really poignant questions that make me think and I'm like oh which sometimes you don't get when you're working from home by yourself not at all hmm. the walls could talk and tell some funny stories but they don't ask me any good questions. They don't ask any good questions, do they? <laughs> you know, Danielle, you said, how do I balance it? And mm. I think it's funny. Like I used to want to try and balance people's worlds as a clinician. And I want to, you know, women still come in and are like, I'm so tired. Like I'm working all the time. I'm yelling at the kids. I'm not having sex with my husband. I'm this and I'm mm. that. I'm mm. holding weight and I'm hormonal. The skin's out, breaking out. Yeah. I just need to get some balance. How do I get some balance? And you, that is honestly, I could record it over and over. Mm. And I just don't think it's correct. Balance, yeah. balance is probably some mystical place that nobody actually knows where it is. Yeah. And, you know, wherever there is, uh, like, does, wherever we do one thing, there's always sacrifice. Yeah. So when I started doing, like, I wanted space to be able to move forward, I had Mm. to sacrifice something, didn't I? Which I sacrificed the time that I would work hard on my clinics. And Mm. And that does in turn reduce my income, the sacrifice. If I don't want to work on the holidays, I have to sacrifice my time and do things differently another way there's always you know there's always so is it actually balanced I don't think so I think we have to work out what we're going to prioritize Mm. why we want to do it how we want to do what does it look like and then we work out a way to make it fit because the amount of times I have mums in here and I think 
you know what? You actually hate your job. You're not enjoying being a parent. This isn't working for you. Mm. And I know that we can't all just quit our jobs the next day. As I just said, it took me 18 months to really settle with where I was heading. Yes. But we we don't know our ideal life and we don't know our non-negotiables. We can't even create Mm. what it is we do want and what we want is contentment and happiness and joy that to me is the so-called balance so I don't think it's about creating balance I think it's Mm. about creating the life that we want and then then it falls into place yeah and I love how you said the word sacrifice Mm. because you are right, right? Whenever we're choosing to do something, we are choosing not to do something else. And but I but I feel like sometimes that's a good thing, right? So in case in point where you said I had to create space Mm. to be able to understand and decide what was next and what that would look Mm. like, but as a result, I had to sacrifice X, Y, Z. You know, it's very easy for us to not want to make the sacrifice and stay stuck Mm. and stay in a job we hate or a business we hate or a relationship we hate or, you know, whatever it is because it's harder to make the sacrifice. Yeah, and it's easier to actually navigate mm. pain because mm. we already have patterns in place to do that. Well, we mm. go and buy extra size clothing mm. or we tell ourselves that, oh, we're not good enough or we're this or that or, you know, we, we have an extra few bottles of wine in the week or we mm. go for a massage. And, you know, I added up someone's cost to survive their life once and it was over four hundred dollars this in one week this client was spending oh and God. she stressed she didn't have enough money wow but she was spending over four hundred dollars just to survive the stress of working full-time and parenting full and parenting and all the rest mm. of the balance the balance mm. and <laughs> and it's um and, and that as a from a clinical perspective as a naturopath, it breaks my heart because sure, I give people Neurocalm and magnesium and all the nutrients you require to support the nervous system. Mm. But as you say, it's um, it's actually easier sometimes to do that than to step up and go, okay, I need to make a change. Mm. But it's a hard little space or vortex to be in. But it's, oh, look, it is, it is so true. And you're just uh, triggering me right now (laughs) because it is true. I've been thinking, so literally today, having a bit too much client work on my plate and I'm going, oh, this isn't right. You know, this is not actually the business you've been trying to create. What, what are we doing here? Mm -hmm. Um, And then feeling guilty for sacrificing um, time spent there to not build up the other, you know, the membership and the course and the, and the stuff that's going to be a little bit more autopiloty so I, yeah. so I can have a little bit more balance. Um, so, yeah, it's, it is really kind of hitting home it just for me personally right now going, you're so right, it's just so easy to sit in pain and I know I can do that every day of the week that's fine I can build that build that build that but you know red flag red flag red flag going that's not actually what the dream life looks like what are you doing (laughs) and and it's funny because I don't um people go oh you know you're working again you're working again I work I don't feel like I work I feel Mm -hmm. like I live oh god stop it (laughs) I love that yeah I don't feel like I 
go to work. I mm. could just live. This is just my life. I just yeah. live it. And so if that means at 1.30 today I have to pick my daughter up or at 3 o'clock today I have to go and pick up my daughter, tools down and off we go. And the yes. times that I've designated to work, so to speak, mm. or mm. clinic or tough rings or home, they mm. need to be, they are so uh, batched and segmented. Like, right, this is clinic time. This yep. is this is homework time and family time and breakfast time. And so I'm pretty rigid. If someone says, oh, I'll come, you know, and do this, we say, oh, no, that's that's breakfast time. That's dinner time. No, that's tough rings time. And so, yeah, I do work a lot of hours, but. You actually probably fun? live more than a yeah, lot of people. Yeah, I feel like I just, yeah, I feel like I just do it because mm. that's like I, I enjoy what I do and if I'm not enjoying it it's not going to work for me I'm not going to do a good job at it Mm. not going to reflect in my work or my life now that doesn't mean don't do the hard things it Mm. just look at the big picture if it's not working for me then it's not working for anything and I, I love as well the um, the time blocking and the systems mm-hmm. and the processes and the non-negotiables because yeah. I sometimes think that we mistake freedom for, ah, I can just shove and do whatever I want right now. But I think that the freedom comes in the systems because- percent Yeah, like when you show up, like as there's actually nothing worse than looking at the 100 things on your to-do list going, I don't actually know which one to choose. But when you go, oh, it's 9 o'clock, I have my coffee and I do my sales admin. I don't have to think about anything. I know exactly what I'm doing. I go to that list. I answer all of those things. I make sure everyone's happy and done. There is no overwhelm. There is no decision-making. And I think that creates this level of freedom inside your mind, which is just phenomenal. A hundred percent it does, you know. It's Mm. going to, like if I didn't have, if I just booked clients in anywhere willy-nilly over my week and then worked things around it, I'm not going to have blocks of time to work. I also know how I personally work at my best. Mm. Now, some people work really well late at night. Mm. I don't. I work really well when I wake up first thing in the morning and I get started and I'm uninterrupted in the quiet. Yep. So that doesn't work having a child going to school. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. What I've worked out is that now if I do drop off and I get straight home to my desk and I work uninterrupted until 12.31, I can do in that four hours, I can actually do more work than if I dick around in the afternoon for eight hours. Yes. That four hours is my prime time. It's my most productive. I do Mm -hmm. all the things that are mentally challenging or Mm -hmm. hard. Mm -hmm. I do all my creative stuff generally before school pick up when I'm laying on the bed or when I get home from the gym. So I do blocks of creativity right in those two spaces. Awesome. Now, over a whole week, that gives me, what's that, uh, two, well, about eight hours. Mm. You know, that's a day's work. Yep. But I do it because I know that I function in that manner. So I come home, I'll drink my water, I get home, read my two pages, lay down set up, make any content or set it up or, you know, press mm. go, whatever. But, mm. and that, and it's done through my breakfast run, school run, and I'm back to my desk. But if anyone wants an appointment with me between nine and 12 on a business day, on a tough day, mm. or a friend wants a coffee, it's a hard no. 
I love that. There is so much power in understanding your own energy. Like, I feel like if you can decode that for yourself, your productivity goes through the roof and the, and the resistance as well. Like when you're trying to push through, like if you, if you're not a morning person or you're not a night person or whatever, and you're trying to push through, cause you're like, well, even for me, so I'm not kind of the opposite. So I take a little minute to get out of bed in the morning. And for so long, I was, I just felt like, well, if I'm not getting up at 5am and in the 5am club and I'm not doing my yoga and my journaling and my whatever, then clearly I'm a failed business owner. But I know exactly when I'm good. I know, you know, exactly when I'm most productive. And I know, so I know when to do the right kind of work. And I know when I've got low energy. And so I've got a list of things that I do when I'm low energy because I don't have to think about them. There's stuff that needs to get done, but I don't have to think too hard. So that happens when I'm done for the day. So there's such power in understanding yourself and how you show up in your business. 100% and being organized. You know, mm. my sisters are uber organized, like way above organized on me, but mm. pretty, pretty organized. There's no way in the world I'm doing washing while I'm yeah. working. I yeah. might work from home, but I'm not doing washing. I'm not prepping dinner. I'm not doing that until it's the washing and prepping dinner time. Yes. Because yes. as soon as my brain goes from one thing to another, you're going to waste time in that transition. And time, time is money and time is life. If I waste time, I get less time with my daughter. I get less time with my husband. I get less time having joy in my life. Yeah. You know, and if someone says you want to come for a coffee and I'm like, no, sorry. If I adjust that, I'm now wasted half a day and Mm. I'm going to have resentment over that social time. I'd rather say, yes, let's do that at one o'clock on a Monday because I can one o'clock on a Monday works for me. Yeah. It doesn't work for me. Well, I can do one o'clock Friday and it's, you know, it's not saying no, it's saying yes, but I'm organized or, you know, it's that extra effort on a Sunday to get some stuff sorted or get my groceries done. And you do have to be organized, but yeah. you need to know what you want. And if, and if they don't align, then you don't totally. do it. Totally. So, and the power of, again, designing the life, you know, and really being intentional about that, but also setting boundaries. So really understanding when you do what you need to do, when you have the most energy and saying no, if it doesn't serve that. Yeah, totally. The boundaries are huge. You know, if last night I was falling asleep, doing a bit of work, I could just kind of, I said, call it, stop, stop. This is not productive. Mm. Stop, go, go to bed. And off I went and Get done today. And you wake up better today and get it done. And you probably get it done half the time. Because oh, you sure. had a coffee, you're alert, you're all good to go. Yeah. Uh, I love it so much. You are absolutely incredible. I feel like we could sit here for hours. <laughs> so, <laughs> so let's just wrap up with one last maybe nugget of wisdom. So a lot of the um, Spark community are, uh, you know, new business owners um, and, you know, if there's one lesson that you've learned perhaps over the last, well, 20 plus years now of running multiple businesses, what would you say to a female founder who's listening in right now who might be struggling a little bit? A block, blocking, blocking mm. your life. Block your life like mad. Mm. That is 100% my thing because it's so easy as a small business person Yes. To be doing, oh, I'll just quickly do this while the kids are there at the playground. Oh, I'll just quickly do this. Oh, now I'll do a bit of this. Now I'll do a bit of this. Mm. And that becomes mental clutter and overwhelm. 
Mm. It, it really does. Know, know what it is you want. Know your non-negotiables and block book your life. Like yeah. absolutely block it. This is my sewing time or whatever it might be. This is my work time. Because then if you want to choose to do a little bit at the park, that's mm. fine. But if you don't want to do it, it's also fine. And you yes. won't have stress or worry that you're not doing it. You are amazing, Casey. Thank you so much for spending your time with us today and the Spark community. I um I have my own list of things I've got to go do and sort out my life now that we've had a conversation. So I know that that will have resonated with so many people. Couldn't be more grateful for you. Danielle, it's been so nice to chat to you. Thank you, thank you. And I look, I just hope you inspire so many women because we can we don't have to live nine to five hating on our families or our children, even though we love them. <laughs> we can live. Like. We can live. I love it. This is the best message to like theme for a podcast, like living, yeah. not working. Oh. Yeah, living, not working. That wraps this episode of Spark TV. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. That helps other amazing female founders like you find us and grow too. You can also follow along on Instagram at Spark Founders Program for daily business inspiration and DM us with a guest you'd like to hear from next. Or even join our community at sparkfoundersprogram.com. Thank you for being here. And if no one tells you today, you got this.